0: to be or not to be that is not the question to be human or stay animal that is the question human and animal what is the difference to be animal is to be selfish to be human is to go beyond the self there's more to life than us and them There's more to life than loss and gain. There's more to life than money and fame. There's more to life than dogmatic lanes. To be or not to be, that is not the question. Be sapient or stay savage. It's your decision. Abhijit Naskar Welcome to the Lost Traveler podcast. I am your ever-loving host, Henry Cameron Allen, and today I have a new friend that I'm meeting for the first time, Tracy Pleshcourt, and she is a solutions coach, which I really love. That so many people are are looking. You are the founder and CEO of Self Made You, and the co-host of the brand new Sparkling Tracy and Gracie Becoming podcast, which. You do with your daughter, and and I think that's fantastic. You know, I I, I really strive to be intergenerational in all of my work, uh, including this podcast. And so, anyway, welcome. I'm excited to get into a deep conversation with you today.
1: Oh, ah, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes. So, so tell me a little bit about your i mean every podcast opens this way i suppose but um actually you know what i'm gonna start differently because one of the things that i've done this season as opposed to others is that i ask questions that are left by the previous co-host that are just sort of intuitively intended for the next co-host not knowing who they're going to be okay So I have a question to ask you. And then at the end, I'll have you ask a question for the next co-host. How does that sound?
1: That sounds good.
0: Okay. So here's a question for you. What is the biggest challenge and opportunity for humanity? And the answer cannot be AI.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The biggest Challenge and opportunity for humanity. Hmm. I would think it's something um, along the lines of educating people around themselves, you know, under better understanding yourself. Um I think so many of us, you know, through being exposed through certain sources of messages messaging, we start to think we don't measure up. And I think it's, it's truly by virtue of not understanding who we are as humans and how we were actually designed to operate. And so I think that is very problematic, um, specifically in the way we think, because I think it creates a lot of polarization, a lot of blaming. Um, so And I think we all can kind of see that in today's climate. Um, But it also presents a huge opportunity because I think we will start to see the evolution of humanity when we start to better understand ourselves. And um, I'm just one little cog in the wheel that's like trying to help move that forward. Um, But I think that we need an army of people that you know, see that as a problem and an opportunity.
0: Well, I think we're emerging. I think that army is emerging. Mm -hmm. You see the podcasts, you see the coaches, you see this this movement, this wave of helpers Mm -hmm. stepping up. And of course, nobody is an expert in everything, right? Right. We all have our proficiencies. We all have our deficiencies. And it's up to the individual to figure out where you're proficient, where you're deficient, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Find the masters to teach you those things, those skills. Yeah,
1: and and being really good at being resourceful and knowing how to use your resources. I think that's, you know, part of understanding yourself and, and what you make, you know, having resources at your disposal mean and what you make utilizing those resources mean. And so I think it's just really interesting to look at that. And, but yeah, I think so many of our us are afraid to use resources And we somehow make that mean that, you know, we're deficient or that we can't do it ourselves or that we're less worthy because we don't know how. Um, And that's just simply not true to your point.
0: Well, and that's why, frankly, I started this podcast four years ago. That is all about universal life skills for our time to identify people who are out there as helpers with proficiencies. It's like, if you want to learn the violin, you're gonna go find somebody who knows how to play the violin, who's a master at it to teach you even the basics, right? Or if you wanna learn the cuisine of another country, you go and find somebody or a language or a a sport or whatever it is, right? But we don't talk about these universal life skills in that light. And one of the things that I wanna get in to with you um especially around this concept of being self-made um and and the the idea that i the vibe i get from it is is empowerment right to recognize the tools that you already have in your kit at your at your fingertips and to meet with masters like yourself like me like others so many others to to identify the tools that we use as not being able to use them the way we do, because you're not us, but Mm -hmm. but to be able to synthesize the tools that we carry and that we've created for our lives to say here, I can synthesize this one with this one and create a new tool for myself for this part of my journey, right? Yeah. I was having a conversation yesterday with somebody around where the root is culturally, globally, around people, as you say, looking for the villain, right? Looking for the the target of blame, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I'm a storyteller. One of the other things that I do is I have a, uh, a theater company, an audio theater company called The Liminos Project. And we take, these stories from all over the world and interpret them, reinterpret them for our time through audio theater. And many of them are folk and fairy tales that are being lost, that most people in the West never hear about. It's not the Eurocentric Disney ones. Some of them are, have roots, The Little Mermaid we just launched, uh, which we started working on before Disney ever even talked about (laughs) the new live action one, which is ironic yeah uh, but but it stays faithful to the original story. and it's not wow. maudlin, like so many of the the retellings that we see now. Um and these stories are foundational, right? We all all of our our most ancient ancestors sat around uh, a campfire under the stars and wondered. Mm-hmm. and and yet, what these stories have become, in my experience, has been, a way to sort of impart that message that there's always a villain. There's always Mm -hmm. a dark side. It's the battle between good and evil. It's very binary in that sense. It's like, it's either good or it's evil. Very little in between. And it teaches us to look for that shadow. Mm -hmm. But the shadow is just a symptom. The shadow is not the force the shadow is not the the energy that has any right you put a physical object in a light it casts a shadow the shadow doesn't emit anything it's not dimensional it doesn't have mm-hmm. an effect on anything it doesn't emit mm-hmm. cold or heat or anything but the light does and we have a symbiotic relationship we wouldn't be here without that sunshine right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shadow and Light LLC was established by Dave Roberts and Rev. Patty Farino, co-authors of When the Psychology Professor Met the Minister. Their mission is to empower individuals to transcend life's challenges by integrating spiritual practices with psychology to achieve peace. They are available for individualized spiritual counseling, virtual or in-person book club meetings or presentations and workshops to universities, organizations and other interested groups. For further information, visit psychologyprofessorandminister.com. So where do you where do you see in in your journey uh through life uh to where you've come, where have you seen the roots? emerge and how do we how do we make some adjustments
1: yeah Yeah. well the root to all the blaming and the polarizing that's going on right now um I think is it absolutely stems with fear um so I think that we have you know that part of our brain that I like to call our primitive brain, I, I just mm-hmm. think of the brain as this three pound organ that exists between your ears, that if it was cut straight down the middle, you'd have the left hand side. That's, you know, really purposed with keeping you alive. Um, And so it does things like, you know, habitually has you breathing and keeps your heart beating, you don't have to actually think about it. Right. And because its objective is survival, it is very dramatic and fear based in its thoughts that it offers, right. um, because it really wants to keep you alive. So the, the thoughts are dramatic. Like you better eat that right now before somebody else does, or somebody takes it away from you. And you can see where in a primitive state, that would be really helpful. Like the bush over there, the leaves are shaking. There might be a tiger behind there and I better run right now. Yeah. Like, but we're not in a dangerous or primitive state any longer, yet our brain, that part of our brain hasn't really caught up. So it stays in this kind of primitive, fear, fear-based place. The other part of our brain, I like to call our prodigy brain. It's the more extraordinary part of your brain. Hmm. Uh, doctors, scientists call it your prefrontal cortex. Right. But that part of your brain has the ability to respond versus react. It can actually watch those fear-based thoughts and it can help you intercept before those fear-based thoughts kind of unfold into results that you don't like. But to answer your question, that part of our brain that by design is meant to keep us safe, if we react to those dramatic, often untrue thoughts we then find ourselves living out experiences that we don't like, which would cause us to maybe in a knee-jerk reactive sort of way cast blame. So it all is very rooted in fear. Wow. Um, you know, we have that judgmental saboteur narrative. It's probably the most universal. We're either judging ourselves, we're judging others, or we're judging circumstances. Yeah. I would say the hyper-vigilant narrative is very profound. A lot of people resonate with that narrative, that it's it has you feeling this continuous, intense anxiety about all of the dangers and what could go wrong. It's vigilance that actually never rests. And yeah. so that has you out there constantly looking for the dangers. So of course, you're never going to see safety, or enjoyment or relaxation or satisfaction because you're only out there searching for the dangers and these narratives are very you know normal every human has them and what i like to teach people is just to be aware of them so that you recognize them when they show up you either are recognizing the thought i find it far more easy to recognize the feeling that they create like the fear the panic because that's my cue to kind of operate from the prodigy part of my brain and really question that dramatic thinking that's going on. And knowing that those saboteur narratives that I most often listen to, they're actually stemming from my inner strengths. Like they strengths that have been overused and abused. So that person that Often hears those hyper-vigilant narratives, something bad is about to happen, even when there is, you know, you're in a safe situation, or if I make one mistake, it's gonna lead to a chain of disastrous events. Those people that recognize themselves as having those thoughts, they're actually very sensitive. Um, people, they're always aware of true risks. They are kind of the guardian of their family, of their community, of institutions. They're very loyal. They're very reliable and dependable, hardworking people. But those strengths are overused and abused and show up in a saboteur type way. So that's why it's happening. So if you can just recognize that you have the tendency, to hear those narratives, you can intercept and you can question them. You can normalize them instead of making it mean something horrible about yourself. Like you are a human being. You do have this primitive part of your brain. It is never going to be taken out of your head. It's trying to do its job. Your job is to recognize when those dramatic thoughts start to happen and not react instead respond
0: respond reactive reactive versus solution Mm -hmm. right we have a reactive mind and we have our solution based mind you know I, I I've worked a lot with this uh with clients because my focus a big deal of my professional focus is in the grief world and I don't know if you know, but I, I sadly lost my son to brain cancer when he was 13. He was my only child, I was a single dad. And mm. I've become internationally certified uh, as a grief and survival counselor. Mm. To, you know, as as you are, to be a helper and to, to move some of the boulders out of the path of others coming up behind me. And I know that, um, Traumas from our past um, will often determine the strength of that, that reactionary brain versus the solution brain. And so where where are the tools that you found? I've I have many in my yeah. care, but I'm really curious about I'm sure you must have come across a lot of trauma in the people. Mm-hmm worked with there are we have 45 countries listening to this podcast and so there are cultures where that fight or flight reactive brain is still very very much central um, mm-hmm. you know it, it, we have to have that conversation about the global uh experience and and that there are people who are living in small villages in the countryside who are facing that shaking bush right Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there are people who are living in urban environments who don't experience that but they are experiencing other you know war and and not knowing when a bomb's going to drop on your house right that kind of that's very real so Mm -hmm. so where have you found in helping out of a traumatic scenario people to find that balance between the trains and be able to, to be effective.
1: Yeah. So I think first and foremost, if you have access to professional support, it's don't be afraid to reach out to it, reach yeah. out for it. Um, so that's first and foremost. Secondly, I like to teach people to rely on themselves. And so what that looks like is in, in my self-made you world, it's, it's using the acronym self. S E L F and really following those four steps over and over and over. Just kind of think of it as like a flywheel or a cycle. So it's just always, I was just saying goodbye to a couple of clients who are leaving for an international vacation. And I said, don't forget to take yourself, take yourself along for the ride, for the vacation. Though that's the tool, really starting to think of yourself as the solution because I know. In you know, my past, I used to think of myself as the problem. I always thought of myself as the common denominator to all of the problems. It must be me. I'm broken. And I've learned to think of myself as the solution. And the more I use this tool of self, the better I start to understand myself, the more confident I become in my decisions. So, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for professional support, but also do not be afraid to go within. and follow follow these four steps so it starts with so the s is it starts with a a decision starts with a decision what is it that you want
0: right are you tired of feeling run down do you wish there was a natural, non-invasive, drug-free way to improve your overall health and well-being? If so, then let me introduce you to the SuperPatch Company. SuperPatches are a range of small neurotech patches that can help with a variety of issues, including sleep, immunity, pain mitigation, athletic performance, focus, anxiety, and stress. They're safe for everyone to use, and they're backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Order your Super Patches today. Now available in the EU, UK, Turkey, Canada, and the US. If you're ready to take control of your health, you can find out more online at dianedinkmeyer.superpatch.com Super Patches. There's a patch for that.
1: Okay, that's a question. So this is a two-part like step because it's so important that you answer the question.
0: I get a lot
1: of clients who are going like, I asked myself the question. I'm like, did you answer the question? That is so hard for
0: people, isn't it? I mean, that's what do you want is the hardest question. What don't you want is the easier list, isn't it, to come up with?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when I have people that really get kind of backed into a corner with answering that question, that's the direction I go, then I I think it is easier to figure out what it is that you want by looking at what you don't want. So, you know, both doors kind of lead to the same hallway. It's just, you get to decide which door you're going to take to get there. Um, so yeah, which, what do you want or what don't you want? it's a really important decision to make. And then i like to find out where are you currently in relation to where it is that you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I want to know how you're thinking and feeling about that, because that tells me what types of actions or inactions and self-talk is going on. The way you're thinking and feeling about where you're currently at in relation to where you want to be has everything to do with why you are where you are. And so I want to bring that forward. I want my clients, I want the world actually to understand that we spend so much time trying to solve the wrong problem. We spend our lives trying to solve circumstances that are absolutely outside of our control. Mm-hmm. I want to teach people to solve the problem of their thinking, how they think about the circumstance. So we decide step one, start with a decision. Where is it that you want to be? Step two, the E, eliminate the self sabotage. So, like I had mentioned earlier, there's the judge. You're judging yourself, you're judging others, you're judging circumstances. You've got the hyperachiever saboteur narrative that says, if you're going to do it it better be perfect if you can't do it perfectly you better not do it at all right and then that has us quitting all over the place um it, the people pleaser right we do things mm-hmm. because we want to control how other people think and feel about us and then we live in fear of expressing our true opinions thinking that it's going to jeopardize you know our the acceptance and the affection that we seek so there's 10 primary saboteur narratives. And so becoming familiar, which with the ones that are most prominent in your life is very helpful because now you can actually kind of fight the enemy that you used to not be able to see. Now you, you know what you're looking for and you can intercept. So I like to kind of know what the effects of those thoughts are like, I often feel a sense of unworthiness, or I often feel a sense of shame. Well, that's because I'm out there judging myself on Mm -hmm. the regular, you know, it says, that's not enough. You're not enough, right? That's not enough money. You don't have enough clients, yada, yada, yada. So I'm on the lookout for that because when I hear that, or I see that, or I feel that, then that's my trigger to question it. Right. Like, oh, that's right. Those show up all the time. That's just a function of my primitive brain. I can't take that part of my brain out, nor do I want to, because it actually does keep me safe in dangerous yes. situations. Yes. A bus yeah. goes yeah. by. It tells me, don't step in front of that bus. Wait till the bus passes, right? Like you need right. to have that part of your brain. Yes. So that using that kind of discernment, watching those thoughts, um, knowing that expecting them to show up. But just keeping yourself in a responding mode versus a reacting mode changes everything. That's how half you eliminate. Step
0: back, take a half yeah. step back and let the bus pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and then as far as to answer your question in regards to you know what can the people who are listening in all different environments, what can they do? So what you're trying to essentially do is bridge the gap between that primitive and prodigy brain. Now, asking yourself questions like, you know, is that even true? What else could be true? You know, maybe if it's a if it's a circumstance um, that, you know, you you specifically said a traumatic event, you know, what is or could be the gift and the opportunity around that? And, you know, when you're in it, that might be very, very difficult to see. But if you actually believe that, you know, maybe not right now, but going forward, there could be inspired action taken because of that event that was completely out of your control, but but you took inspired action from that. So right. you created a gift from it. You know, right. if you can start to live your life through that perspective, that every circumstance, every situation can be turned into a gift and an opportunity, you start to operate from that prodigy brain. And so that's another way that you can kind of bridge that yeah. gap. And yeah. then there's, of course, all the deep breathing techniques and the meditation techniques, box right. breathing, you know, um, just really zoning in on your senses, like um, touch, you know, really putting your finger to your thumb and trying to find, the ridges, you know, really taking a couple minutes to just Mm -hmm. laser focus on that or um, laser focus on what it is that you're hearing, the furthest away sound that you can hear for a couple minutes and then bring it in closer. What's the closest sound that you can hear? Those are all techniques that are gonna turn down the volume of that primitive brain chatter. And you are being intentional. So we know that you're operating from your prefrontal cortex or your prodigy brain. So eliminating the self-sabotage is that second step. The L, leveraging your strengths, is step number three. So at that point, you can just ask yourself, what is the most loving, compassionate thing I can tell myself right now? You know, empathy is one of your inherent strengths that most people don't know how to tap into. So I use, I live in Minnesota, and we have a city not far from where i live it's called edina and i use You're edina
0: very well
1: no way kingdom. i was
0: in i was in the twin city i was in minneapolis for a long time my son was born there and he passed there so oh. I'm,
1: I'm,
0: I'm i'm a homeboy oh I'm my homeboy. gosh that's
1: crazy so i use edina to remind me of my inherent strengths if i'm like really at a loss and not knowing which direction to go, I always think of Edina. So it stands for empathy, discovery, innovation, navigation, and activation. So that's that's where I go.
0: That's brilliant. Okay, all my Minnesota friends, are you listening right now? Yeah. Think of Edina
1: there's actually something good about those cake eaters in edina
0: (laughs) oh my god that's a riot that's a you know what a small world what yeah world yeah where are you where are you i'm in lakeville okay i know lakeville too yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. yeah So of course, you know, we're, we're competition for Edina and Eden Prairie. Mm -hmm. So we, we uh, affectionately call them the cake eaters. So I kind of giggle, I use, use Edina as my acronym. I have, I, I, I love frameworks. I love, you know, the easy way of having to remember things and, and utilize best practices. And it's like, why not use frameworks? So As you can see, I'm all about it. I use self as a way of operating my entire life. When I'm trying to remember those strengths that are inherent within me, I think of Edina. And then finally that fourth step, is you finish with a decision. So you start with a decision and you finish with a decision. And the two steps in between, all they're doing is they're bridging the gap between your primitive and your prodigy brain, where you're eliminating the self-sabotage and you're leveraging those strengths that are inherent within you. So that final decision is what is the next best step? Not what am I gonna do to get to where I wanna be? What's the next best step? That's it. What's the next best step that I can take with clear, concise, focused confidence?
0: A guy wire is a tensioned cable that is designed to enhance the stability of a freestanding structure. Think of me as your guy wire. In terms of life skills mentoring, you're perfectly capable of standing stably on your own two feet, but I'm a cable that can enhance your stability. I'm available for individual or couples counseling, life skills mentorship, child loss grief support, LGBTQ support. I can also officiate weddings, end of life ceremonies, baby namings, invocations, or whatever guidance you may need. I serve all genders, all ages. Sessions are affordable, discreet, private, and conducted online. Find me at guy-wire.org. Book your appointment today. Yeah, to start. But it starts with the self. There is a gift that we have as human beings, and that is our consciousness, that is our imagination. And if you start there, and as you say, imagining who you want to be, what the outcome is that you want to that particular situation. I, um, you were asking me earlier about my charities, and one of them is, it's called the Lost Travelers Club, that this podcast is a funding source for through sponsorship and donations. And it is, our tagline is um, surviving parents getting there together. So it's really about building community. It's about channeling grief into goodness. It's about actively doing what you're talking about, making your grief active. And you have to imagine what kind of griever you want to be and part of the picture of the lost travelers club are these circles that are forming one is a a fellowship of fathers men's grief is almost completely unaddressed globally and so we started a podcast it's a a visual podcast on youtube and it's called the ltc peregrine dadcast and it focuses on men's grief. And the one I launched just yesterday is about finding the gifts in the grief. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a frequency that needs to be heard right now, universally, men, women, siblings, anybody who's going through a challenging time, right? There are gifts in the grieving and you can grieve more than just the passing of a loved one. You can grieve mm-hmm. You know the 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 change of life, Uh Uh right? You can grieve change of of uh, of career. You can grieve change of of your home. Right? I live in Spain now. I'm on the other side of the world, and and I miss my friends. I miss my family, and so that's part of my grief journey as well. And so, and of course, you know, I grieve the loss of my hair. Uh, and my and my youth right there's so many different ways but how do we how do we actively apply that energy rather than get caught in a in a whirlpool this downward spiral or this this stagnation uh-huh. right and break through uh i have very productive dreams and um one of the the symptoms of PTSD is that I experience sleep paralysis where I can't break out of my sleep state. My dreams I'm I'm completely awake and lucid in my dream state, but I can't wiggle a toe, I can't open my eyes, I can't move a muscle. It's frightening the first time, second, third time. But then after a while I realized that it was my primitive brain protecting Mm -hmm. me from waking life triggers Mm -hmm. that that was my body's way of protecting me and i became grateful because what that happened what happened was that my prodigy brain was free of the shackle of the waking world And all this wonderful wisdom comes through, creativity flows and solutions present themselves that cannot manifest in the waking. There's not one scientist on the planet today or at at any time who can tell you that your dream state is any less real than your waking state. I think they're both real in their way. And a lot of, of wonderful solutions And as you say, the prodigy brain is free to create in the dream state that then you can bring into your waking state and it tempers that fight or flight. I've been studying a lot about the um, polyvagal theory, Mm -hmm. um, which is a relatively new understanding of our uh, nervous system, our automatic nervous system. That is everything from our blinking to our heartbeat, all those things we don't have to think about as you were talking about. I was right. thinking about, this is polyvagal yeah. theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the one system in our vagal or vagus system that we can control, it's all connected, but the only one that really we can control is our breath. And I'm so glad that you talked about that because when you are focused on your breathing, it will affect every other aspect of your nervous system. It'll slow your heart rate and your blood pressure. It'll bring you to a state of balance and calmness so that your prodigy brain is freer to find solutions. So thank right. you for bringing that up because I think it's it's a very important conversation to have in our time. People don't know that's why it's the Lost Traveler podcast because we're all Lost Traveler. Nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen tomorrow, and that's a little stressful, isn't it? Right,
1: right, yeah. We're all out there just trying to find our own way. Yeah, and right, rec- and recognizing that you know when you are operating unintentionally from your primitive brain and you're feeling that fear, you know, there's of course levels of intensity, but, um, it is a sign that your nervous system is dysregulated. And so you, there are very simple techniques that you can do just to simply regulate your nervous system. And, breathing is one of the easiest because you don't even have to excuse yourself, right? You don't have, if you're going to go meditate, you probably need to go find a quiet space and carve out (laughs) 20 minutes, but with deep breathing, you can do that, you know, even while you're having a conversation with somebody, it just takes intention. And so, but the awareness of why you're even doing that has to happen first. And so the recognition of, Oh, you know, my nervous system is, dysregulated i need to calm that down and that really kind of separates you from the experience that you're having which often calms down the blaming and the you know that negative self-talk that starts to happen it's like no 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 i'm not broken i'm not unworthy because i'm feeling this pain or this fear this is simply A result or the effect of a dysregulated nervous system and my primitive brain is offering me thoughts just to keep me safe that's all that's happening right here
0: sponsorship and listener support of the lost traveler podcast benefits the lost travelers club a volunteer operated charitable foundation under united charitable a 501c3 public charity Peregrine is the proper noun we now use to describe a parent who endures the loss of their beloved child, forever carrying their memory and embarking on a lifelong journey of grief, resilience, and hope. The Lost Travelers Club provides programs, resources, and empowerment opportunities for peregrines globally who are navigating their grief journey. Parents of child loss, getting there together. You can support this important work by becoming a sponsor of this podcast or visiting www.losttravelers.club for more information or to make a donation. Thanks for listening and for your continued support.
1: But here's the Nobody was taught that in school. Like I try to remember back to my formal education and I do not remember any sort of curriculum around the neuroscience of my brain and how those thoughts, those unintentional and intentional thoughts drive feelings that have me behaving, creating my results. That was never, ever explained to me. So now we have kids graduating from high school and college and going out into that big, bad world. And they don't know how to overcome challenges and achieve goals on their own. They think right. that the solution exists outside of themselves. And it's like, so where's the curriculum that teaches you how to rely on yourself? And so- it's right here, that's
0: it's right? right. Yeah. It's, it's you, it's me. It is, that's why these universal- life skills are so important to talk about because the, the the parenting generation, and I say parenting generation, not just actual parents, because those of us that are of an age who could have children, but don't, uh, or by choice or whatever reason, we are still the generation that children look up to for how to be in the world, whether or not we have ourselves. But parents, right. even you know, parents with children, Um, we are almost exclusively charged with the task of educating our children in universal life skills. You're right. In most schools, they're not taught. In most universities, they're not taught. Most parents are way deficient in the very skills they are charged with teaching their children, right? So where are they getting it? I interview a lot of young people, a lot of adolescents, late teens, early 20s, and I say, where do you get your life skills? Education. 99.8% do not say from my parents, nor do they say from school. They say, can you guess? Social media. <laughs> Social media, baby. Social media, TikTok, YouTube. If I want to know something about something, I go and look it up on YouTube or TikTok. There's a video yeah. for that, right? And I'm not saying that that's all bad. But where are there the skills to sort out truth from fiction or sensationalism, you know, or just like, a, you know, those, those trigger buttons, those, those words, you know, that that, that Yeah, people, the hype. The hype, I mean, how do you separate? Um, and the irony of The Lost Traveler is that we're all gonna arrive. We're not really lost, right? Yeah. To your point, we already have all the tools. You know, the word education itself, you go back to the Latin root, educato. It doesn't mean to thrust information into. in to, that's intrudo, right? Oh. It means to lead out of as if like draw water from a well. You have all the wisdom of the universe already in you. How do we lead it out? Mm-hmm. That's the prodigy brain. Mm-hmm. Is, is the capacity to first acknowledge it that you have this? We all have this universally. It's the state of our humanity naturally, mm-hmm. right? That makes us different from the rest of the animal kingdom. Yep. Right? It it, it distinctifies us. And and so. This is why this conversation is so important, because universal life skills, and when I say universal life skills, I'm talking about communication skills, emotional literacy, sexual literacy, environmental literacy, financial literacy, grief is a universal life skill, nutrition, self-care, right? The list goes on. These are things that every human being on the planet, over 8 billion now, are going to learn. It's not a question of whether we learn them. It's in what measure will we learn them and from whom Mm -hmm. and how do we define our own proficiency and deficiency by not comparing ourselves to other people, but being introspective and following your self-control operating system. How did you come up with that? Like, Where where did that inspiration happen? Yeah, it's...
1: You know, I sat and thought about what is it that I hear most from my clients. And, um, I would say universally it's, it's people feeling out of control. And so that led me to, okay, well, what's the unmet need or desire and it's control, but it's not in the way that most people think. So I'll hear people, I'll hear women say, you know, I, I have no self-control when it comes to chocolate. Yeah, that's I'm not talking about control in the form of action, right? I'm talking about control over our self in the fact that in the sense that we can choose to think unintentionally or intentionally, we can choose to just leave things to spontaneity or make a decision ahead of time about what it is that we are going to think what it is that we're going to feel and how that we're going to allow that feeling to drive our behaviors. You know, life unfolds so differently when you decide ahead of time how you're going to think and feel, therefore then behave and experience life. So um, it was clear, you know, when I took myself through that exercise, like, what do most people suffer from? What's the unnecessary suffering stemming from? And it was this feeling of being out of control. So I just thought, you know, okay, what is it that people need? It's control, but not in the way that they think. And I'm going to teach them how to control their thoughts and feelings and, you know, not wish away or demonize that primitive part of your brain. It's just to accept it, be willing to feel all of the feels that come along with the primitive brain thoughts, but to lessen the amount of time we react from it. That's my objective. It's being willing to feel it because those feelings, the feeling of grief is what makes the feeling of joy possible without the contrast, you wouldn't know the other. So I never want to demonize a feeling or a thought or the part of your brain that creates it. It's all by design. It's all very purposeful. But you always have a choice, I want to stress that and I want people to live with intention. And so self made, you know, self made you were the school that teaches you how to become self made the definition of becoming self made is taking responsibility for your unintentional and your intentional results, and modeling that for others. In a really, you know, and you can either model it or teach it in, in indirectly or directly, and so we we check both boxes. We teach people how to live a life with intention and to be willing to feel it all, but not to make any of those feelings mean anything about you or your That's, worthiness. You're born. I worthy. about
0: this all the time, and I how many clients do we have who say? I'm depressed. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I'm out of control. I'm right. They identify their self, right, right, the situation with the feeling, right, right. So what i what I tend to to advise is to turn that adjective into a noun, right, rather than saying I'm blank. Nice to meet you. <laughs> um call it the depression or I'm experiencing this right because yeah, right. a noun is a person place or thing a noun you can handle literally yeah. and figuratively and adjective yeah. cannot
1: right well you can separate yourself from it like exactly. I can separate myself from this feeling that I'm experiencing but if I identify myself as this there's no separation there so yeah I think that that's a <laughs> great that's a
0: great exercise. Hey, are you like me always looking for ways to make a positive impact in the world? Well, then join me in sponsoring Desire Childcare Organization. We are a legally incorporated, fully volunteer-based organization in Uganda, committed to providing essential needs, holistic arts-based education and a safe family environment to 33 vulnerable children, ages 2 to 14. Your monthly sponsorship can help improve the lives of these kids toward a better future. Desire Child Care is different from any other charity I know because, well, we have zero administrative overhead. Every penny goes to the kids. And we have a plan toward self-sufficiency through agriculture. So support is temporary. It's kind of like a, a leg up. Visit desirechildcare.org to learn more and get involved. Let's empower and inspire the desire kids together. Thanks. It's not taught. And and right. that's why we're talking, because I think that the more voices in the world that are giving people permission to feel the feels, but not have to live there, yeah. you know, that they can choose to experience them because we are human we are walking sense organs Mm -hmm. We, we have the mechanism the physical mechanism to experience the world around us in all these levels right whether those feelings are true or accurate or whether they're just impressions that are left from past traumas right um you're the one who gets to decide And this moment is the moment. This is the starting point. This is point A right now, because there's no time machine that can take you into the past to change or fix anything that's happened already. And there's no time machine to project you into the future, except both live in your imagination. All that's real is this moment. And there's great power in the moment. Yeah. Because every moment is surrounded by an, what I see as an infinite peacock tail of possibility. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is choose one and move, start, just go, just pick one, go. And if you arrive at that point B, the one that you intended to arrive at, that you imagine where you wanna be. And if you arrive there and it doesn't feel safe, it doesn't feel happy, it's not what you wanted, effortlessly, magically, it turns into a brand new point A surrounded by infinite peak cocktail of possibility and you get to follow a different direction, right? Right. It's it's all in your hands, it's all in the moment, right? And that's, that's the beauty for me, that's the beauty of the power of the self And our our, uh, ability to recognize and accept where we are in this moment and be bold enough, courageous enough to move to a point B on your terms, not on anyone else's terms, on your own.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So taking the step, you know, to better understand yourself. Listening to this podcast is the first step. Like you had to show courage. You had to take the initiative. You had to be intentional. So um, if you're telling yourself, you know, I don't know where to start or this seems too complicated. You've already started, you know, just spending the time, investing the time and the energy, the willingness to hear this. Um, And then remembering four simple steps that, you know, are all about you. It's understanding yourself. And it starts with a decision and it finishes with a decision. And the two steps in between are bridging the gap between that primitive and prodigy brain. Um, What's it going to hurt to at least try that, right? It's, it is a method that most people, um, it is very simple, but 99% of the people, you know, don't step up to the plate and at least Take a swing. And
0: so, what's the worst that can happen? That's the question right. I always come back to is what's yeah. the, worst? I mean, literally, think of the worst thing that's ever happened to you in your life. I know what it was for me. And that's my measuring stick against everything mm. else. Yeah. yeah. And nothing seems so bad when you measure it against the worst that's happened to you. Right. right. And so so that gives you the freedom. That gives you the permission to go on an adventure into the unknown. Isn't that the inner child? That that Mm -hmm. childlike sense of wonder that we Mm -hmm. all have throughout our entire lives. That doesn't go away. Yeah. Right? Be curious. Be curious. I can't believe it's already been an hour. (laughs) Crazy Crazy how time and space disappear here. I know Um, it. Have you given any... Any thought to your question, your intuitive question that you'd like to ask the next co-host?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, what is the one question that you have learned to ask yourself that changes the trajectory of your day?
0: Hmm. Do you want to answer that?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, what is it that I know? I go, I, I go between that and how can this be easy and fun? I, those are the two questions that I ask myself almost every single day. What is it that I know and how can this be easy and fun?
0: Love it. You know what my <laughs> question is? Tell me. Now what? <laughs> That's a good one. Simple. Two-word yeah. two word question. I ask myself at every turn, every day now yeah. what right awesome. it's all in the imagination yeah. well thank you so much for this wonderful conversation i know it's going to help a lot of people tracy and i hope we stay in touch i think yeah that, you know this is, this is great i i'm i'm gonna go and listen to the tracy and gracie becoming podcast Thank you in the, uh, in the description and any other things that you think would be helpful for listeners globally. I'll put a link as well. Um, yeah, Yeah.
1: We have all sorts of free resources. We do free coaching Friday, every single Friday. Um, And yeah, and so that is just taking the self control system, and applying it over and over and over to make sure that people really truly understand it so it's just repetition practice insight, you know sustainable change is 20% insight and it's 80% application so I adhere to that and I'm here to help people apply. So yeah, we offer that for free. We offer master classes for free. So just go to our website and you'll see the calendar.
0: Fantastic. Well, this was great. Thanks so much.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: You've been listening to season four of the Lost Traveler podcast with Henry Cameron Allen. Visit me online at henryallen.org. Thank you to my guests, and thank you for tuning in. Let's keep striving for a better world together.